0: This podcast episode is made possible in part by a grant from Lily. Welcome to the breastcancer.org podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest information on breast cancer research, treatments, side effects, and survivorship issues through expert interviews, as well as personal stories from people affected by breast cancer. Here's your host, Breastcancer.org Senior Editor, Jamie DiPolo.
1: Hi, I'm Jamie DiPolo, Senior Editor at Breastcancer.org. I'm podcasting live from the 2023 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium. My guest is Dr. Hatem Azim, a medical oncologist and adjunct professor at the School of Medicine and Breast Cancer Center at the Tecnologico de Monterrey in Mexico. He presented a new analysis of the POSITIVE trial, which looked at whether women diagnosed with hormone receptor-positive breast cancer could safely stop taking hormonal therapy to become pregnant. And those results were positive. For women who had a baby, recurrence rates were not higher and the babies were healthy. Dr. Azim's new analysis looked at whether the women could use fertility preservation and assisted reproductive technologies without increasing the risk of recurrence. He's going to discuss the results with us. Dr. Zim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. So to start, could you tell us what types of fertility preservation and assisted reproductive techniques were used in the study?
2: So as for fertility preservation, three main techniques were captured in these studies. First is the use of GRH analogs along with chemotherapy, achievement chemotherapy, before enrollment to positive. Or... Uh, ovarian stimulation for embryo or oocyte cryopreservation or ovarian tissue cryopreservation. So these are the three fertility preservation options that were captured in the study and were used in this study. As for assisted reproductive techniques, several assisted reproductive techniques were used at the discretion of the treating uh, physician uh, and the patient, obviously, and this included the transfer of the cryopreserved embryos or all sites that was done in the past as a part of fertility preservation or ovarian stimulation for in vitro fertilization, IVF, or clomiphene used or intrauterine insemination or egg donation.
1: Perfect, thank you. And how many women in the positive study used one of those techniques?
2: So as for fertility preservation, almost 50% of women, 53% exactly of women, underwent some form of fertility preservation technique before entering into positive. As for assist reproduction, nearly 43% of patients underwent some form of assist reproduction as well.
1: Okay, so nearly half of the women did that?
2: Almost half. Maybe the vast much. I mean, among the patients who underwent fertility preservation, uh, the most common use technique was oocyte or embryo cryopreservation which was almost in 36% of the entire population of the study. As for assist reproduction, the two most common techniques that were used were either the transfer of the cryopreserved embryos or uh, ovarian stimulation for in vitro fertilization.
1: Okay, great. And how many women became pregnant? um, And was one technique more successful than the other in these women?
2: Uh, in general, uh, if we take the entire population of the trial, 75% of patients became pregnant on trial. So when we t- start to break it down according to the use or not to certain uh, assist reproductive techniques, we found that the transfer of the cryopreserved embryos uh, was the technique associated with the higher odds of becoming pregnant. So we did this model in which we... Uh, compared or we inserted the different model, the different techniques that were used on the study, the different assist reproductive techniques. And we found that the higher odds were observed with the transfer of the cryopreserved preserved embryos.
1: Okay. Now, what everyone wants to know, the results of the study, were recurrence rates affected?
2: So we looked into different, the recurrence in, in, in so many ways. So first, we the main concern on the use of these different techniques that Often we, it requires what we call ovarian stimulation, which induces high hormonal levels. And obviously in patients with a hormone sensitive disease, this could be of concern. So we looked into those women who underwent ovarian stimulation for embryo or oocyte cryopreservation before enrollment to positive, And we looked into their outcome at three years. And we found that the rate of recurrence was highly comparable so almost identical between those women who underwent embryo side cryopreservation which was were almost one-third of the patients compared to the other two-thirds who did not undergo this procedure we also looked into the use of ovarian stimulation post enrollment to positive so on study so these women did not undergo any form of fertility preservation before but they wanted to have an ovarian stimulation to increase the chance with the aim to increase the chance of getting pregnant and this is what we call ovarian stimulation for IVF, for in vitro fertilization. And again, we did not find an impact, a detrimental impact on uh, on outcome, although the absolute number of breast cancer events in this analysis were, was relatively low. And long-term follow-up is indeed in, in required to confirm this observation.
1: Now, Wysgand, that that's my last question. How long are you going to be able to follow these women? Because we do know that hormone receptor-positive disease can come back 10, 15, 20 years later. So you have plans to follow them that long or how long are you going to follow them?
2: Absolutely. So I mean, the main analysis and all the secondary analysis will be will be subjected to further follow-up. And this is planned towards 2028 or 2029 in order to, uh, to have a second look and see how f- the evolution of the disease over time uh, we were relatively prudent in communicating the um, the conclusions of this trial, underscoring indeed that we are having now a look, an early look, at almost three and a half years of follow up, so around 41 months exactly, which is, as you rightly mentioned, is a short ter- is a short duration for a disease like hormone receptor positive breast cancer in which events could occur later. Uh, so, indeed, this is this is indeed
0: uh, foreseen in the trial.
1: Great, Dr. Zim, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the BreastCancer.org podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. To share your thoughts about this or any episode, email us at podcast@breastcancer.org, or leave feedback on the podcast episode landing page on our website. And remember, you can find a lot more information about breast cancer at breastcancer.org, and you can connect with thousands of people affected by breast cancer by joining our online community.